Hey everybody, this is Graham McBain with Fix Supply and Remote CryptoCom. We've got Brad Michelson from eToro. Brad, how's it going? Doing great. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for participating in my silly game. So the very first question is, who do you think Satoshi is? Ooh, I, these days, so I go back and forth, but these days I think it's possible that Satoshi was a group of people. Um, I, every once in a while I'll like read a new medium post about it, but that's sort of where I am right this second, but that's definitely subject to change in the next couple of days as it does nice. every week. No, totally, totally understand. I still think my, my favorite uh, idea is that it's an emergent AI that just uh, wanted us to create a network <laughs> of computers. Love uh, that. What were you, uh, what were you doing last before you got into crypto? Uh, well, I came up in, in e-commerce. So I was at an agency for a number of years, um, was an account manager there and then ended up uh, being the director of strategy by the time I left uh, and went in, in-house at an e-commerce company and then um, didn't enjoy that as much and went to my first crypto company right after that. Right. Okay. So you've been in for a little while. When do you think you're going to stop caring about the industry? Uh, potentially never. <laughs> um, I've been into Bitcoin since 2012. So uh, it was always sort of a hobby of mine before I started working in it. And I expect it to be a hobby for a long time. Rad. I like it. Then we can, then we can stay friends. Um, <laughs> so where are you based now and how did you end up there? Uh, I'm based in Brooklyn now, but I grew up in Vancouver, Canada. Um, grew up there, went to college in Canada. And uh, like a year after graduating from college, I was kind of bored. And I went to New York for the summer. Um, I'm a dual citizen, so I was just, you know, made the transition over and I just never bought my return ticket and I'm still here. That's right. You're the guy that, that told me not to get my dual citizenship for taxes. So thank you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, you've, you've been around for a while. What's the most ridiculous thing you've seen at a crypto conference? Hmm. There's a lot of them. Um, I think, um, I think everyone really enjoys that video of, uh, can't even remember which conference it was now, but like Vitalik and everyone dancing up on stage and, and dressed up in those costumes. That was pretty funny. Um, but I think just the general hijinks that comes, that goes down and at the conferences on the conference floor and the parties afterwards. I don't know if there's like one specific thing to come, to come back to. I was actually at the, the conference where they were in their um, animal costumes and it wasn't immediately clear that it was Vitalik until he started talking and everyone's like, what? What is going on here? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, you know, who are your, some, some of your favorite people in the crypto industry? So I really like off the top of my head, uh, Dan Held. I think that he's uh, just like a perpetually trustful voice in the space. Um, I like Pomp. I think that people give him a lot of guff, but when you actually talk to the guy and you work with him, um, he's doing wonders for the space, and uh, I think he deserves more um, props for that. Um, but then you've also got guys like uh, Luke Martin, who do uh, a lot of work on sort of just promoting TA within the space and helping not only educating people on how uh, trading works, but also just uh, perpetuating the value propositions and the values of uh, crypto in general. So I think that's sort of three main categories of people I look at. That's great. You know, Dan, Dan is like the most on-message person ever. Totally. And, uh, and Tom, Pomp is just the most, um, the best example of like, if you're out front, you're going to catch all the flack. So that's, there you go. 
totally fair. Um, have you ever been a crypto miner? Have I ever been a crypto miner? Yeah. Um, only using, uh, do you remember Honey Miner like a couple years ago? I used to use oh, that a little bit. Vaguely, yeah, yeah. So it basically let you mine on your laptop. Um, I used that for a little while, but I've never really like gotten into the hardware or anything. It's a whole, it's a whole different game. Um, so what made you chose to choose to go to eToro? Um, well, I, there's, I guess there's a couple things. eToro is a 13 year old company. So there's an existing pedigree here. Uh, there's 800 employees. So there's uh, a large infrastructure. And uh, what was really interesting is that because the US office was sort of just starting up when I joined, it was kind of like a startup environment within the context of a, a large company behind you. So that translates to budgets and, and things like that. And uh, it's been really fun so far. Yeah, it's probably one of the rare places that's deep crypto and stable. So that's a, it's probably not a bad place to land at all. Uh, what do you think most people get wrong about eToro? Um, I think, uh, well, I guess looking at Twitter, everyone thinks that you can't, and I'm not sure why this is, that you can't like withdraw your crypto from the platform. Maybe that's what it was in the past, potentially, but um, you can withdraw your crypto from the platform. You can send it to the eToro wallet, send it to your own wallet off the platform. Um, I think that's one of the biggest ones. Also, when it comes to things like spreads, we actually, um, when you look at the numbers, we actually have some of the cheapest rates to, to trade Bitcoin in the industry. So um, that's actually something we're working on right now is uh, hoping to adjust that messaging to make that more clear. Hmm. We talked in our uh, Fireside chat a little bit about how do you get the outside world in, but we didn't talk enough about how do you how do you do battle for the hearts and minds of existing people? I should, uh, mm -hmm. should go back and re-record. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, why do you think that uh, crypto is important? I think that um, it depends on everyone's personal philosophies about uh, how money should work, how uh, ownership uh, should work. Um, I think that for me, the thing that uh, drew me in originally was um, sort of the use case of cross-border payments and remittances. Um, you know, it, you can be charged, you know, up to like 40% using Western Union to send money overseas. But with Bitcoin, you can send, you know, huge sums of money for pennies. Um, and that was originally a big part of it for me. Uh, and also just the immutable ledger for me, that was... Um, an amazing eye-opening technology that I had just never really considered previously. This sort of uh, trustless ecosystem of value value transfer, um, and that's really what I hark back to whenever I think about why this is important to me, even now, ten years, almost ten years later. You know, I can't. I don't know who said it originally, but um, people. Somebody mentioned that the, the Medici were the ones who in, invented the double-entry bookkeeping and how that changed commerce uh, for the next few hundred years. And somebody called this uh, triple entry bookkeeping. And I was like, huh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, so what's the most exciting project that you've seen recently? Um, I, I think that 
I'm a big fan of sort of the crypto lending space, whether it's DeFi projects like Compound or even Maker to a degree or uh, companies like BlockFi where I used to work. Um, I think that these are one of the first applications of blockchain tech that actually uh, benefits the consumer, the average consumer, and someone who's not into day trading or someone who's not into uh, the advanced side of being in the crypto ecosystem. This provides people with the opportunity to earn passive income with their existing assets. Uh, so for me, this is currently the most exciting uh, category of the blockchain space. Yeah, I know uh, a Bitcoin whale who uh, just pays all of his monthly expenses and the interest he gets from his BlockFi account. <laughs> that's awesome. I was like, yeah, that's great. He's like, I don't lose anything and I, I just get to live. And I was like, you are my hero. Living the life. Um, yeah, seriously. So uh, what do you wish more people knew before they got into crypto? I think that um, I wish... Uh, I guess I don't know if I wish they knew more about it, but I wish they took more time to just understand the concepts of wallets and, and transferring value between wallets. Because I think uh, even me, like I've, I've lost money sending the wrong currency to the wrong wallet before or, uh, you know, issues surrounding um, that sort of thing. So uh, I wish it was, I wish there was some UX solution that, that would help that. But in terms of, what people should actually know coming into it. I think that um, if there was some easier way to communicate uh, the values of why this technology is important, then I think that uh, it, it makes the uh, functionality of uh, blockchain tech in general more obvious. And I think it illustrates, even in your mind, how it's supposed to work versus when you're using a bank and you're wiring from bank A to bank B, um, you have no idea what that even means. Like, what is a wire? What is the difference between a wire and ACH? Um, so I think that some some sort of uh, easily to understand, easy to understand, whether it's you know a visual aid or or a piece of text, uh, would be powerful. For sure. Yeah, I've always wondered why when you put in an address. It doesn't say, hey, this looks like it's a blah, 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 and you're trying to send blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. this is a very simple idea. And some exchanges are adding that in right now. Oh, good. Yeah. Some exchanges, wink, wink, nudge, <laughs> nudge, future product release uh, leak. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so a bit of a bit of a gear change here, but what are, what are some of the biggest improvements you're looking to make personally in the next 12 months? Um, so I've been spending more time reading instead of uh reading twitter i guess that's that's like a personal thing that i'm trying to do more of because i think we can all agree that twitter is a huge time suck and doesn't necessarily uh improve all elements of our lives but um, that's one element of it um i think that just being more intellectually curious about uh, categories that i didn't know about before whether it's uh certain things in traditional finance or uh, I, I find myself trying to learn a lot about InfoSec these days. There's a lot of really good podcasts and books um, and even blogs about the InfoSec space. So that's sort of where I'm looking right now. Hmm. Well, it's on Twitter, but if you don't follow um, Potato Security, I think it is, uh, it, they retweet a lot of like InfoSec articles, but they replace 
um, infosec with the word potato. Um, it's just a really funny way to like get infosec articles into your, um, into your feed. Yeah. And it, it's funny, you actually dovetail perfectly into the next question, which is uh, what's the best book you've read over the last six to 12 months? Oh, six to 12 months. Um, let's see. Uh, well, I really liked Sandworm, which is uh, a book about uh, the largest uh, hack, basically, um, in history, which was, it refers back to um, that, I don't know, virus is the right word right off the top of my head, but the virus that went out uh, like a couple years ago that basically took over the entire world and then some uh, researcher uh, in Eastern Europe discovered it and sort of solved it. So um, among some other researchers, but I don't want to give away too much. Uh, that's a really good one. Um, I just did another reading of uh, This Is Marketing, which is a fantastic Seth Godin marketing book. And right now I'm reading through the, uh, I think it's the Startup Hand Guide. I don't have it in front of me here. I can't remember the title, but uh, that one's really handbook? great. High Growth Handbook, thank you. That's the one. Um, what I really like about it is that it's kind of a textbook that's uh, in the structure of the book. So it's, you don't miss out on anything by skipping around, which I've really appreciated about that book. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great, uh, Eli Gill is just, his recent interview on uh, 20 Minute VC is really, really good. Oh, I gotta see that. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So, uh, what subreddit is your guilty pleasure? I spend a lot of time in our videos, actually. I just like scroll through that until the end of time. But also, um, my guilty pleasure version of that subreddit is mealtime videos because they're all the perfect amount of time to eat a meal. They're all like 15 to 17 minutes, and it's perfect. Huh. I like it. Yeah. I'll check that out. Um, so, uh, strangest domain name you've ever bought? <laughs> uh, you know, I've never actually gotten deep in uh, owning a lot of domain names. I don't even know if I have an interesting one. Oh man, which is you're a not sad even on, answer. You're not even on Namebase buying Handshake TLDs? No, honestly, never did it. Never got in. Ugh, you know about Handshake, right? Crypto. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, if I find eToro coming up on there, I'll, I'll win the auction and send it to you. <laughs> there we go. Um, so do you think Bitcoin's going to outlast the euro? Oh, man, that's a big question. Um, it's really hard to say. I mean, with uh, what just happened with Brexit and uh, a number of other countries um, struggling financially over the last decade or so, um, there's a strong argument to seeing more companies or companies countries uh, leave the union I uh, hope that doesn't happen because I think that there's a you know a strong argument for keeping the European Union but I know a lot of people disagree with that and they have uh, really good reasons to disagree with it so uh, it really depends if you're looking at sort of the macro political perspective or uh, just you know how it is for the average human and and both those things uh, seem to be in flux right now. So uh, going back to your original question, instead of wandering off, um, <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. I like it. It's the first time we got that answer. Um, what demographic needs to adopt, adopt crypto for it to go mainstream? Um, so when we, I 
putting on my nerdy marketer hat now, when you're thinking about demographics, I think everyone is sort of uh, looking at this millennial slash Gen Z, uh, what's called the mass affluent uh, market, because these are um, a large percentage of the country that has boomer or above age parents, and uh, they are basically um, in the next decade going to, in theory, inherit you know the largest uh, group of money like ever transferred generationally. Um, so there's a lot of people investing in that group right now because that will pay dividends over the next you know decade, two decades. Hmm. Trap the youngins while they're young. I like it. Um, what uh, what movie should everyone go see right now? Um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the social network recently, given the news of um, the uh, Bitcoin billionaires script being uh, bought. I think that's what the headline was the other day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the social network came out at a really interesting time. Sorry. Uh, at a really interesting time. Uh, where it sort of captured the minds of a whole generation of people who were in college or just left college or even were uh, a couple years behind it and really opened, really romanticized startup culture um, for this generation for the first time. Uh, I'm included in that bucket too. Uh, I remember leaving that movie and just sort of thinking about it for days afterwards. Um, so I, I wonder if... Uh, following that same format, if uh, this Bitcoin Billionaires uh, movie will have the same effect for uh, Bitcoin or crypto in general. Yeah. Or will it, or will people look at it and go, guys, you're still not Zuckerberg, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, you know, last serious question. Do you think how funny is really Satoshi? Oh, depends who you ask. Um, I go Asking back and you. forth on this all the time. Um, I don't think that there's been enough evidence to to prove one person or another. Um, these days I've been leaning to the idea that it potentially could have been a group of people. Um, but I, I don't, I haven't seen enough evidence to say yes. So I, I always lean to the no side uh, in with a, with a lack of evidence. Okay, very good. Well, Brad, this has been super fun. Uh, we really appreciate you being part of uh, this, this silly podcast and uh, being part of Remote CryptoCon. I'm looking forward to uh, people getting to ask you some questions during your live Q&A. Uh, in the meantime, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at Brad Michelson, and uh, you should also go follow eToro at, at eToroUS. Good soldier. Very good. Awesome, Brad. Well, thank you so much. Hope you have a great week, and uh, hopefully you get out of the house sometime soon. Thanks, Graham.